With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, Dr. Ross Green here. Welcome to your weekly 45-minute blast of collaborative and proactive solutions and to parenting your challenging child. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Susie Parton, who is uh, anxiously awaiting me to click the right button so she can say (laughs) hello. Susie, how are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am well. It's time for another program. We already have a caller. Great. Uh, we have a bunch of new emails to respond to as well, but callers always have priority on our program. So shall we go straight to the telephone? Yes, let's. Let's do it. And area code 703, I like the part of the world that you're calling from. Welcome to the program. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dr. Green. Can you hear me? We can hear you fine. Oh, fabulous. Um, First of all, I wanted to tell you years ago when I was a preschool teacher, I saw you speak um, in the D.C. area, um, and I was just mesmerized by your techniques and everything that you said, and I bought your book, and this was, I guess, in 98 maybe. Um, That was a long time ago. It was, and I knew all about the baskets, what were known as the baskets back then. Um, Yes, indeed. Yeah, and I've used it all in my classrooms, and it's been really, really helpful. Fast forward to now where I have a 14-year-old son, um, and I've been struggling with him um, with, with lots of issues. He's got lots of diagnoses, which I know, you know, it doesn't matter to you, so I won't even go into that. Um, but what I'm calling about today is because he's 14, we've got a technology issue. Um, and even just trying to deal with technology in a 14-year-old is very, very challenging. Um, but what's really interesting on our end is that, um, you know, I hear a lot of your callers and read a lot about, you know, um, children not brushing their teeth and those sorts of pieces, but... The struggle that we're having, um, and let me back up by saying we are very, very fortunate family. Um, we we take very, you know, we take pride in in how we obviously raise our children, but um, the value that we put on money and the value we put on giving to others and giving charity and those sorts of pieces. Um, and our son, who I think has definitely um, gain some of those values when he gets to a point where he wants something. Um, He is like a two-year-old. 
he wants this piece of equipment. He wants the phone. He wants this. And it's, you know, trying to talk through, um, his brain gets stuck. Um, and we could talk through for hours on end um, about, well, you know, you know, maybe you should work for it. You know, you have your chores to do. You can get money from that. And it, then it goes into a full-blown what we call a meltdown or, you know, a freakout is what we call it. Um, and I was wondering if you ever sort of had any experience or anybody came to you with that issue. Um, because it's not, you know, it, it's dealing with the behavior, obviously, and we're talking about the unsolved problems. The unsolved problems are, you know, he's not getting a piece of equipment and us going out to buy him a computer. And I can tell you, this has been going on for 12 months at least. Um, and it's obviously very frustrating, and it hurts the nerve on our part because, we didn't want, we didn't raise him to be like this, to be, you know, this, what people would call him a spoiled brat. Um, and he isn't. It's just when it comes to certain pieces of technology, that's where his brain gets stuck. So I just wanted to sort of throw that out to you um, and maybe start a discussion. Well, unsolved problems that revolve around technology are quite common, um, and the same three steps that one would apply to seemingly more mundane unsolved problems like difficulty brushing teeth, difficulty getting ready for school in the morning, um, are also productively applied to um, difficulties involving use and purchasing of technology. So I think that the same three steps are going to serve you well. The big question is, how come those same three steps aren't serving you well on that unsolved problem? And that's the part that I'm still a little confused about. Um, yeah, I get it. People from the outside looking in might think that you have a spoiled brat, but that's not really going to affect your use of the three steps. Um, the unsolved problem that you're talking about would not affect the use of the three steps. So I guess that's what I'm curious about is where, where are things going awry with the three steps in your efforts to solve that problem with your 14-year-old son? Well, it, it, it's a good question. I'm still trying to, you know, I could give you an example um, just the other day, um, he wanted a piece of equipment. He, he is now trying to DJ, and he wanted a piece of equipment. And we said, you know what? You have some money. You can work on, um, you know, it was more of a question. We couldn't have sort of proactively have done it. So I guess we were in the emergency B sort of the emergency plan B type of deal at this point. Um, and he said, you know, I want to go buy this. So we have this long discussion actually with his therapist and said, you know, and she's trying to help us sort of guide us through this. And we said, listen, you know, you can, you can make some money and then we can talk about that. 
Um, and then it was kind of put off for three days. And then it was, I found it, I went online, I found it for cheaper money, but the thing is it's an hour away. So you guys got to drive me up there. And then it was, well, you know, trying to diffuse what was going to escalate into something bigger. We said, well, you know, have you made a phone call? Can you find out if it can be, you know, trying to do those sorts of pieces and having the discussion with him? Um, and then it was, no, I'm going to do this. And then we said, okay, well, if, you know, once you make the phone call, if this is, um, if this is something that you have the money for, then we will sort of help you get to where you need to be. So then we went through that, and he says, okay, well, let's go today. Okay, Aiden, well, sorry, no, we shouldn't be using names. Um, okay, well, let's talk about that. Does that really, you know, let's think about the other things that we need to do today. Is that really going to be able to work? But I want to go today. I want to go today. And so the question then was, why do you have to feel like you need it right now? And then he just got agitated and more agitated. So I know well, that's not so really, you know, it's a the modified big, The big thing, question here, the big question here is you found yourself in the middle of doing Plan B emergently. Yeah. But I'm hearing that this is a pretty predictable, unsolved problem. And you'll be a whole lot better off if you're not um, trying to deal with this uh, predictable unsolved problem at the, in the heat of the moment time and time again. So one thing's for sure, we've got to get you out of the heat of the moment. But the other thing I'm hearing is that you were trying to sort of patch, and this is often what happens in the heat of the moment, you were trying to patch together a solution in the heat of the moment on a one-timer that really isn't a one-timer. It's an ongoing, you've been telling me this has been going on for like a year. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you're dealing with it in the heat of the moment often makes it more difficult to actually deliberately do the three steps of plan B. And I guess I wasn't hearing the three steps of plan B. They're a lot easier to do when you're doing them proactively And so I guess that's the question, is if I was to just take what you're telling us, it does sound like this is a a predictable, unsolved problem. It therefore doesn't mean that you should have to be dealing with it in the heat of the moment. That's when your son is bringing it up. But that's not necessarily the best time to solve it. The best time to solve it is when you bring it up proactively, do the three steps of plan B. Wait, which I uh, think Dr. Green, you kind of broke up for a second. I oh, don't okay. know why, but that's been happening a lot lately on this program. Um, th- th- how much of that did you catch, Mom? I, I, you did break up. So, you, I, be... you know, you were saying about the proactive, that it sounds more as, as an emergency plan B rather than the proactive. And, and even though we've known this has been going on, um, that it needs to be more proactive. Good. So you caught most of it. The other key point here is what I was hearing in your description of the attempt to deal with this problem. What I really think 
is going to serve you well is if you're actually using the three steps. And in your description of what you were doing, three steps is not what we were hearing. We really want to clearly have an empathy step, which is his concerns, a clear defined adult concern step, which is yours, and a clear invitation where we are truly trying to address the concerns of both parties. And that is very hard to do in the heat of the moment. But I yeah. guess that's the key point, is that this doesn't need to be in the heat of the, in the moment. This has been going on for a year. You can deal with this proactively instead of in the heat of the moment, time after time, which probably isn't going to serve you well. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think? Well, it makes a lot of sense. It's just... Um Yeah, I mean, it has been going on for a year, but every, you know, I guess I'm trying to get to the root of the of the issue, right, to be able to bring it up to him. I mean, even today or the last couple of days, I said to him, I said, you know, as a proactive, I said, I've noticed that you haven't cleaned your room. You know, you get, you get, you know, money is an issue for you and you haven't cleaned your room and it's an easy way of getting money. Can you tell me what's going on? And the first time I brought it up, he said, I can't talk about it. So I let it be quiet. I let a minute or two pass by, and I said, what do you think, you know, what do you think? And he said, I, just, I can't talk about it right now. I said, okay. So then I brought it up again about five or six hours later. I said, do you think, you know, you and I could talk about, you know, the, the question I brought up before? And he said, I just, it, it's too complicated. And I said, why don't you try me? I said, I'm not trying to cause a fight. I'm trying to understand you. Um, And, again, couldn't give me any sort of idea at all why, you know, why he couldn't clean his room in order to get the chore money so he can, you know, try to bring it to sort of a path where if you want the money, then you can save it and then, you can use it for other things. Um, and then, again, I brought it up today, and he just said I can't talk about it. Well, now, just to interject, um, mm-hmm. I have a few homework assignments for you. Okay, great. One is to get on the walking tour for parents on the Lives in the Balance website mm-hmm. and go to the section um, called Identifying Lagging Skills and Unsolved Problems and listen to the 45-minute audio program on writing unsolved problems. I did that, yeah, but I'll do it again. Mm -hmm. Do it again, because the unsolved problem really Uh should be difficulty getting your room clean. You wouldn't be bringing up the money until you got to the defined adult concerns step. And this is what I mean by it being really important to start well, keep those three steps very well defined, Um, There is a new video that is about to be posted on the website by the end of the week. It'll be in the parents' walking tour as well of me doing Plan B with two parents and their 10-and-a-half-year-old son. And um, you're going to see it being done proactively. You're going to see three very discreet steps so that we're not muddying the waters It's the kids' concerns first, it's the adults' concerns next, and then it's collaborating on a solution that 
truly addresses both concerns. Um, and then you may also want to listen to the radio program from a few weeks ago. Let me just see when this program was on. It is called, and I think it was uh, from March 14th, called Giving Your Kid the Fingers. Got it. Okay. And it's, it's, it's a good strategy for helping kids provide information when they're having difficulty providing information. Okay. And so I know that's a bit of homework, um, but I think that those resources will be helpful. And the only other thing I would say, and I'm thinking Susie's probably about to say this because we want to let Susie weigh in too, but the other thing I would say is you want to make an appointment with your son and give him advanced notice of what you want to talk with him about if you're not doing that already. Because uh-huh. even though you're doing it proactively, if you spring the unsolved problem on him, he may feel like it's too quick to talk about. Um, but I think okay. proactive is going to serve you very well because it sounds like there is some, um, how best to put this, people are getting pretty agitated on both sides of the equation. And that's definitely yeah. going to come out when you're doing this emergently. And we want to mm-hmm. see if we can keep this as calm and collected as we possibly can, even though we're doing it proactively. If I was to read the tea leaves, and I could be completely wrong about this, he may be starting to have an allergic reaction to just talking about anything. Mm-hmm. And we may have to get past that because he may be experiencing talking as something that, uh, you know what, it's, it's, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about anything. And so making an appointment, doing this proactively, starting with a good unsolved problem, and giving him other ways to communicate with you besides words. And I know I'm loading you up here. You may need to listen to this program over again just to remember everything I'm throwing at you, but that's okay. Um, You know, we want to Mm -hmm. be as helpful as possible. It sounds like without knowing your situation beyond what you're telling us, it sounds like those are things that could use some tuning up for this to go better for you than it currently is. But let's let yeah. Susie weigh in a little bit, and, and we'll see what you think after Susie. Hi. Um, Hi. I just want to compliment you that it's wonderful that you have the right lenses on and, you know, see this as um, your son lagging skills and having some unsolved problems, and that it was just great that, you know, about cleaning his room, that you don't always have to, um, it's okay to take a break and revisit a problem later if they don't want to talk. Um, But the thing about Plan B that helped our son um, at that age was that over time, Plan B taught him that we, the parents, are an ally, that we were working together proactively and collaboratively, and our son was part of the solution, not that we were doing something to him or at him. Um, But that really helped him to understand that we were trying to understand him and understand his side of the problem, the unsolved problem. Um, You know, in the beginning, 
our son had a bad experience with us and and you know it was like slogging through mud it was uh very difficult cuz he would get an idea in his head and it would just be incredibly hard to shake that idea loose um but those were my thoughts mom any final thoughts that you had based on all that we're throwing at you here no i thought i think it's really good information i'm gonna go ahead and do everything that you all said i've been taking notes and um you know i want to thank you i want to thank you for for everything that you're doing for families and and children um you know struggling with this because it's 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 very isolating. Um, as a parent, I feel it's very isolating. And, um, you know, to have this support has been really helpful. So thank you. Thank you. And, of course, you've got our number. You know where to call if you need more help. I should also let you know there is a very active Facebook group for parents that is sponsored by Lives in the Balance. And um, you may want to check that out as well. You can access that through the website too. And um, I think that it will help you feel a heck of a lot less isolated. Um, that's for sure. So you might want to check that out as well. We've just added another thing to your list. Great. That's terrific. Call us anytime. Thank you. You bet. All right. Thank you, Dr. Green. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, um, we have some other callers, Susie. Terrific. Shall we go straight to them? Yes. Here we go. Area code 818. You are on the air. Tell us what's on your mind today. So I actually called last week. Um, yes, you did. Back. Good. Um, and I did get in touch with the provider, and we're going to meet with them um, tonight, actually. So that's excellent. Good. Um, but I – so – Last week we talked about that the solutions weren't working because they weren't dealing with unsolved problems, and I've gotten, uh, I think that I realized kind of why that is. Um, I did want to start off by saying, just to anybody else who's listening, so I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. I have yet to have a problem that is quote-unquote solved, um, where a solution actually works, but um Despite that, I have seen a dramatic improvement in my son's behavior just from the fact of us doing this. So for people out there that might be feeling frustrated because their solutions aren't working in the way that they think that they are, they may be working kind of on the back end of making your son or daughter feel more comfortable and therefore, um, you know, not have as many challenging behaviors. Um, So, but anyways. Um, the the issue that I'm currently having is, and we're doing well, before you go on, before you yes. go on, I'm very glad you called in just to say that, because the holy grail of problem solving is, of course, getting a problem solved. But along the way to getting a problem solved, there's a kid feeling heard. There's a kid feeling that his concerns have finally been clarified. It's the kid seeing that you are trying hard to listen and make sure that his concerns get addressed. There's a lot of relationship enhancement 
and communication enhancement that goes along just with that. And a lot of parents do start seeing things heading in the right direction, even before they arrive at the holy grail on a particular unsolved problem, and that is that the problem is solved. So I'm very glad you brought that up, and I'm very glad that you are having that experience. Not everybody does, but most people do. Um, You'll get that problem solved. It's just that problems that have been hanging around for a very long time sometimes aren't solved in two weeks. But keep going. You're (laughs) calling about something else today. So the the there's kind of two issues that I'm having. So we like I said, we're doing this proactively. Um, I'm wording it very specifically. Um, and the two issues that I'm having are when it comes to his concerns, they're frequently his concerns are something that realistically I can't meet. So an example of this is proactively. We talked about, you know, um, I see that you've been having difficulty getting ready in the morning to go to school when when mommy takes you. And his concern is he wants to stay with mommy all day. And no matter how I try and drill down further on that, um, that's where it keeps coming back to. And so, you know, I've tried, well, mommy, we can have mommy – mommy and you time when she gets home, but if if his concern truly is he wants to be with me all day, that isn't realistic, and so I kind of come up to a block where I don't know how to meet his concern. That's because that's not a concern. It's a solution. I want to be with you all day is not a concern. It's a solution. We need to transform that into a a concern. Um, And so Uh, using the drilling cheat sheet that's on the Lives in the Balance website. We want to do some reflective listening. You want to be with Mommy all day. I'm confused. Can you tell me more about that? Because what we want to transform that into is what his concern is. What he's doing, and this is not unusual, is instead of putting a concern on the table, he's putting a solution on the table. I suspect, Mm -hmm. and I could be wrong, but I suspect he's going to say something like, I miss you. Um, I want to hear mm-hmm. your voice. I wonder if you're okay. I think something bad's going to happen to you. These are the things that kids who want to be with mommy all day are frequent. It's more fun with you. Um, I don't have any mm-hmm. friends at school, but here's the interesting thing. I don't know what he's going to say, but I know that he's not going to say it so long as we don't push harder with the drilling on getting an actual concern on the table rather than a solution. So I can see why you got hemmed in a little bit. You started you started with an unsolved problem. That's fantastic. But he then threw a solution on the table, and you can't really work with the solution. Um, you're looking for wiggle room on the solution when what you're really looking for is the concerns that gave mm-hmm. rise to his solution that he wants to be with you all day. Now, the things I was hypothesizing about, if he says anything about those, and he's going to say something about those, I suspect, unless he says something completely surprising, but even that's okay. Those are the things we can do something about. But if he puts a solution on the table in the empathy step, you can't do anything about it. So we really have to get him off of the solution and use drilling strategies to say to him, I understand that's what you want, but I'm interested in what you are thinking or feeling that makes you want that. 
I miss you. Okay. That's, that's when you're going to start getting concerns. So it's very hard to find wiggle room with a solution because the solution is not a concern. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my second thing is that there are situations in which he doesn't see either he explains away my concerns or he just doesn't care about my concerns. So one example of this would be, um, you know, him, he has a tendency to, um, you know, jump off the couch in ways. And so my concern was I'm concerned that if you do that, that you're going to get hurt. I'm not going to get hurt. And so when we're trying to come to a solution in which we're, we're dealing with both of ours, He's, like I said, he's either explaining it away or he's just saying basically um, he, he doesn't want to consider my concern in the solution. Got it. So he's being a little bit dismissive. This is like a, uh, you know, a teenager saying, don't worry about me drinking and driving. I'm not going to get in an accident, right? But, exactly. But what, what the parent of a teenager would say and what you're going to say to yours is, well, I thank you for the reassurance, but I need something a little bit more than that, than just you saying it. So it is still my concern that you're going to get hurt, and I know that you feel that you're not, but that is still my concern, and we do still need to come up with a better way for me to be satisfied that you're not going to get hurt than you just saying you're not going to get hurt, because that's not working for me. And remember, we're trying to come up with a solution that works for both of us. And so... Um, okay. He's doing some things in Plan B. He's kind of he's throwing a solution on the table as his concern. That's that's going to take us off the track. And he's mm-hmm. being a little bit dismissive of your concern. That's going to take you off the track as well. But there are some good strategies that you can use because uh, that's not unusual. Adults do the same thing, by the way. It's not just kids who do that stuff. Adults do the same thing. It's pretty common for adults to be dismissive of kids' concerns. So that's you know being dismissive mm-hmm. is. Not an unusual part of the process, but there are things you can do to keep it on track and and remind him of what this is all about. Uh, the solution has to address the concerns of both parties, and you might have to say to him, now, you know, um, I'm taking your concerns into account, and I hope you notice that, but you've got to take mine into account, too. Um, you just saying you're not going to get hurt doesn't mean you're not going to get hurt. We've got to come up with a way that actually makes me pretty satisfied that you're not going to get hurt with what you're doing. And so as you're doing Plan B, you're also teaching him about Plan B just to keep things on track. He'll learn. This is a, you know, this is, you've been doing this for two weeks. That's not only quick yeah. to come up with a solution, but it's also quick for him to know what you're doing here. So I think you're going to be yeah. fine. Two weeks is not that long of a time. And okay. you now have a clinician in your area who can take you a little bit further. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, we'll see what she says as well. But I think you're going to be in pretty good shape. Last question. Is there a reason why he does this with me and me only? My husband, he does not have challenging behaviors with. Not an unusual scenario. Um, I can't give you a specific answer that is related to your situation, but it's uh-huh. not an unusual scenario for a kid to be better behaved with one parent than the other. I hope that the clinician who you're going to be working with in your area may have some 
uh, explanation for that once she gets to know you better. Um, okay. Bottom line is what what sometimes happens, and you're not saying that this is happening, but what sometimes happens is when the child is better behaved with one parent than the other, then the parent who the child is better behaved with feels that their way of doing things is the way it's got to be done and wants the other parent to come around to their way of doing things. And it is very commonly the case that the parent for whom the child is not so well behaved is simply not not, not their way and not their skill set to do things that way. Um, and so it often creates mm-hmm. an interesting dynamic between parents when the reality is you and his father have to come to a way of parenting that is shared because if it's working for him and not working for you, then it actually still isn't working. Mm-hmm. I hope the clinician can help you with that as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Good luck tonight. I hope it goes well. We're going to take another caller here. So thank you for calling in. Do it any time. Let us know how it's going. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Susie, we're going to take one more caller, and that's why I was um, – why I chose not to have you comment on that one, but we have another caller, and hopefully no we can problem. get you more involved on this one. Area code 562, you're on the air. Tell us how you're doing today. Area code 562. Well, now you see, I should have let you... Um... Oh, no, that's too Are bad. you there, 562? Nope, they left, I think. Last call for 562? No. Well, Susie, you know what? I bet that mom is going to listen to the program again. What would you have said? (laughs) (laughs) Um, A couple of things, and I probably said it last week as well, that the problems didn't happen overnight and they don't get fixed overnight, that there's no magic pill. But the great thing about collaborative and proactive solutions is that it gives you hope and it makes things better, um, that CPS is a process and that takes time and that it's baby steps. It might take three steps forward and one step backward, um, but try not to get discouraged by that, that what you're doing is very hard. Um, oh, and I know, I, my son used to not want to uh, leave me and his little sister to go to nursery school. So the teacher at school would invite my son to write a letter to me, and just spending those two minutes, you know, writing three sentences and having him give me something at the end of the his little school day um, helped enormously. You know, it's nice to know that that kid missed you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he missed you, did he? He really did. Well, isn't that nice to know? Yeah. <laughs> that adorable kid. Yep. Wow. Well, that's pretty funny. Um, shall we turn to the email? 
sure. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think area code 620 is back. And here we go, area code 620. Are you there? I'm here. How are you this morning, you guys? Good. Yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Hi, Susie. Hi. Thanks for calling back. Well, I know we just have a few minutes. I want to give a quick update, if that's okay. We love updates. Good. Well, my explosive child, we've been at this for going on three years now. Um, We're getting better and better. And as my husband has said just in the last few days, uh, this has been probably the first four weeks where we both, he and I both see huge improvements. Um, It's not perfect. It's not 100%, but the improvements are there. Um, And I wanted to uh, share with you all something that happened yesterday. And this kind of dovetails into the first caller where that has a teenage son that wants what he wants when he wants it. (laughs) Um, That's exactly how my son is now 13. Um, My son is uh, an avid collector of um, marble runs, (laughs) those marble tracks, and is actively pursuing them on eBay so that he gets every single piece and every single color ever created Um, and keeps finding sets on eBay that have multiple watchers and goes into a panic that somebody's going to buy the set that he has to have before he has the money for it. And we have done several proactive Plan Bs for this as well as several emergent Plan Bs. And yesterday, um, one of these sets came up and had multiple watchers, and he started flaring up in a panic about it. And then the next thing that we knew, he came into the room and very calmly said, Mom and Dad, can we please have a collaborative conversation about my problem? (laughs) And those were his words. He's let go of plan B. Now he just asks for a collaborative conversation with those words and we were very much aware that we were in an emergent situation and we explained to him that it's better if we can talk about it proactively and put a plan into place long term and he just he stood his ground and said I understand that I need a conversation now please Hmm. and he asked so politely and so calmly we sat down and we talked about it he expressed his concerns we expressed ours And we worked together on a solution that worked for last night. And we will continue this week to follow up and put a bigger, broader plan into place for the next time that something like this happens. But I just thought that that was really interesting. Fantastic. Thanks. He's a good kid. Of course he is. Of course, he was a good kid when he was exploding, too. He just needed you and your husband's help to um, help him get through that red haze. Yeah, and we're both starting to get better at not exploding when he explodes. I think for years, we just reflected it right back at him. Um, And we're seeing more and more, because now he trusts the conversation, um, we're, we're able to understand more and more why those explosions are happening and getting insight every single time. So instead of the explosion continuing now, it's 
slowly backs down more quickly and we can get to a conversation about it. So, but this is every, good. every little success we're celebrating. So I wanted to share that with you all today. We appreciate you um, letting us celebrate with you. Thank you. And, you know, it's going to serve you so well as he gets older and you have this, this trust and this relationship in place that, you know, even during the difficult times, he, will, he knows that you're listening and trying to understand and that you guys are allies. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really, really true. It's interesting. He brought up the other day, he's, he and his little brother for a long time have been calling us on our use of plan A when we slip. And they'll say, oh, mom, dad, you're going plan A on me. Please, you really want to go plan A on me? And um, the other day, um, my eldest said, that sounds like plan A and plan B's clothing, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cute. so they're out of the mouths of babes, right? Yeah, that's for sure. A lot of times we just really, I find myself using plan B a little bit haphazardly, and I do. But like, well, this is really a plan A, but I'm going to put it into the mold of a plan B. And he's calling me on it now because he really, he gets it. He really gets it. Well, you guys have embedded the model into the fabric of your family. He, um... He has integrated it into his way of thinking. And, um, you know, it's not unusual for, number one, parents, when things start going better, sometimes parents start A-ing a little more when they should still yep. be being. And right. it's not unusual for their, for their kids, who are now familiar with the model, to call them on it. Um, but I think it is fantastic that he is... Um, asking you for help when he needs it. Um, But that also says that uh, your kid is not the only person who's doing great things in your family. You and your husband um, have helped take a kid who was really having tremendous difficulty and melting down very frequently and have um, taken him a long way. And that is uh, something you all should be patting yourselves on the back for as well. Very much so, very much so. And I I try to make eye contact with my husband and celebrate how far we've come and not take our hands off this wheel because I, I think that that's when things start going awry, when we get cocky and comfortable and, and uh, backsliding, you know, as you said. So, um, But I also wanted to reiterate the, the advice that you gave to that first caller with the Facebook group. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's a, it's the B team is the big group. That's what it's called. Yep. Yeah. The B team. Yeah. That's a great place. And I've, I've gone in there several times and, and shared my successes because it's very easy to go in there and only talk about what, what's going wrong, you know? So thank you so much because we, we see a lot of forward progress and, and we'll continue to thanks to this. Thank you for calling in. As always, we'll take updates anytime you want. Okay. Thanks. You guys have a great week. Take you care. Too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's always nice to hear. Boy, we've heard from different people at very different points along the journey today, haven't we? 
Yes. The bad news is that while we had five emails queued up for the day, we are not going to be able to do justice to any of them. And so if you do not have any final thoughts for this day, we're going to end just a smidge early unless you have final thoughts that you can pound into 40 seconds. Um, I do not. You do not. Then the pressure is off. You do not have to pound any final thoughts into 40 seconds. <laughs> um, Susie, as always, thank you for doing this program. You are the most empathic person on this program, and this program needs that. Well, I don't know about that, but it's certainly my pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.